You're listening to the Workforce Wise podcast from Equifax, where we help you better manage your workforce by saving time, reducing risk, and focusing on increasing profits. Hello, and welcome to the Workforce Wise podcast. I'm your host, Jason Fry. Today, we've got a really interesting topic. We're going to talk about a piece of federal legislation that recently passed that will allow employers to take an income tax credit for wages paid to employees after a natural disaster has been declared. I'm joined by a couple of people from Equifax today. They're going to help me talk about this opportunity. I've got Scott Shipman, who's in our pre-sales department, and Maureen Horahan, who is in our operations department. To get even more out of today's episode, make sure you get your free tools like webinars, ebooks, videos, and more at equifax.com wise. Hey guys, thanks for joining us today. Before we get into what the disaster credit is and what the opportunity looks like, I do want to take just a second to talk about tax credits in general for folks who may not understand what they are or how they work. Generally, the federal government has two ways that they can get you to do something that they want you to do. They can either require you to do it, or they can encourage you to do it. So when we think about requiring you to do something, it's a lot like Form I-9. Anytime you hire somebody, you got to complete a Form I-9. It's a requirement, and they enforce that requirement all the time. This is the way the federal government encourages you to do something. So instead of requiring you to keep paying employees after, you know, you may have had some type of natural disaster declaration around one of your locations, or you may have shut down a facility for a day or two, they're encouraging you to continue to pay those employees. And if you do, they're going to let you take an income tax credit based off of some of the wages that you pay them. So it's a really great benefit for employers who are continuing to pay employees after some type of disaster has been declared. And honestly, this is the biggest employer tax credit in the disaster credit realm we've ever seen. This is a huge area and a very large time period. So from an employer's perspective, it's a huge opportunity to be able to gain and use some income tax credits. And those credits work exactly the same way you would think they do. They're a dollar-for-dollar income tax reduction that you take when you file your corporate income taxes. So if you owe a dollar of income tax at the end of the year, then you can use a dollar of credit to offset it, which means you'll either get it back from the government if you paid it in, or you don't have to pay it over to the federal government because you took advantage of this benefit. So I know I've covered a bit, but there's a lot more to talk about. And that's why I've got a couple of friends with me on the phone today. So Scott, can you take a minute and talk about the disaster credits, what they are, how they work, and what the coverage area looks like? Uh, Sure, Jason. Thank you very much. Well, you know, there's been a a history in our country of these uh, disaster credits. You know, like you mentioned, um, unfortunately, when natural disasters occur, uh, our government is encouraging, you know, employers to, to take advantage of these things because of the disruption you know, of their daily life. And if you look back a couple of years on the Katrina credits, for example, um, unfortunately there was a you know, series of hurricanes that swept through the uh, Gulf Coast states, inner Gulf, and, and did a lot, a lot, a lot of damage. And as a result, um, and to your point, uh, the government encouraged employers, large and small, to you know, look into these credits and take advantage of them 
because for sure their their businesses were you know, disrupted and their workforce was literally scattered. Um, in more recent examples now, if you look back in the last year or so, uh, we've had natural disasters on both coasts. Um, again, on the East Coast, uh, hurric- the hurricanes that went through in, in 18, and then on the West Coast, the natural fires and wildfires, and even in Arizona, caused substantial damage, again, for all kinds of employers, large and small, and again, disruption to their workforce. So as a result, uh, and kind of like you mentioned, our government has come out with uh, a tax credit to encourage employers to participate in this program so they can pay less tax and at the same time kind of hopefully restore some uh, financial viability you know, for, for their um, disrupted operations. To get even more out of today's episode, make sure you get your free tools like webinars, ebooks, videos, and more at Equifax.com slash wise. And now, can you talk a bit about what the credit looks like? I know we've talked that it's based on wages, but how does an employer figure out what it is, what's qualified, and what's not qualified? Can you talk a little bit about the calculation matrix? Sure. Uh, the the way you, you qualify is, you know, first and foremost, you have to be, uh, you know, a, a participating business uh, located inside, you know, one of the disaster zones. And generally, these are uh, designated by, you know, by county. So as long as you know what county you're in, uh, it's fairly certain you're going to be in, you know, one of the disaster, the, the, the designated disaster zones. Um, the credit itself is kind of like a, a cousin uh, to the the Watsi program, the Work Opportunity Tax Credit, because it lays out that 40% of your federal income credit for you know FICA feudal wages paid to your employees will, will generate a credit of a wage base maximum of $6,000. So again, you know 40% of 6,000 is about $2,400 credit for employees that were you know disrupted for your operations that were uh, in one of these natural disaster areas. Um, the, the thing to be aware of here, of course, is the time period. Um, there is a little bit of a timeline, meaning, you know, you have to ha- kind of have some awareness of when these, when your operations were disruption, were disrupted, when your workforce was, um, again, kind of scattered, if you will. And again, inside those zones and for this timeline, the credit uh, can be extremely substantial and, and, and what I would say, um, kind of relevant. doesn't matter if you're a big employer because any employer wants to pay less tax, and I'm sure most employers felt the sting of those disasters. So this credit, like you mentioned earlier, is designed to help offset uh, your, your federal income tax and therefore pay less tax. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing for me is the expansive coverage area that this particular credit allows employers to take advantage of. When we were looking at just the declaration, the disasters that have been declared over the past two years, so this particular incentive covers all of 2018 and all of 2019 and is massive areas of the United States that qualify. So it would be hard to imagine an employer who wouldn't be able to take some type of benefit from this disaster credit just because of the amount of space that's covered by the disaster declarations and the amount of time that the federal government has allowed. And you mentioned some really great points, Scott. It's important to know where you were, so locations that were affected by the disasters, and what time period you're looking at. And that's the kind of one thing that we really help our clients through. 
And that's the identification of eligible locations, evaluating what those locations look like, what disruption in service looks like, and that can be really broad. We've seen some clients entirely shut down. So facilities on whole where you know, people just couldn't show up to work. We've got some employers that had a handful of employees that were able to show up and do some work, and some that had a handful of employees not show up. So it can be read incredibly broadly because all those different fact patterns still qualified for the credit. And that's why I think it's important for all employers to take just a minute and think, what does this look like? How do I evaluate? And like I mentioned, that's one thing we can really help our clients with, identifying eligible locations, evaluating the opportunity, and calculating the credit because we have to make sure we're using the right wages and the right time period. And those wages aren't being used to calculate another federal credit because there's a limitation on being able to take two credits on the same wage. And then reporting that information back in a way that's quick and easy to pick up on their income tax return. They understand what they're using and what it looks like, and it's documented in case they're ever audited by the Internal Revenue Service in the future. And Maureen, I know we've worked quite a bit with clients in the past and when we've had these types of credit opportunities. Can you talk for a minute about what we've seen and how we've worked with clients? Maybe what clients have been able to do, what benefits they've seen by way of these natural disaster credits in the past? Sure. Um, So as you mentioned, the big thing is we, you know, we do work closely with our clients and we do have a dedicated team, a disaster credit team that will work with the client directly. And as you mentioned, the location, it's very simple, the information that we need up front. And once we are able to review the locations, determine if they're active locations, um, taking the next steps, as you stated, um, to calculate that credit, um, we've been really successful in working together and partnering with that client, with the client or company. And so one of the uh, successful client situations I'd like to just mention is we had a large uh, leading beverage and um, food and beverage company, and they were located in three states. Their locations were affected um, differently um, by length and time that they were inoperable. And after identifying the locations, reviewing each location um, with our team, our experts, we were able to calculate a credit of over $700,000, which was a big win for the client. So even whether it's a headquarters, a large facility, as Scott stated, um, you know, even uh, those will always generate more credit. But we found that even with our smaller locations, they definitely do add up um, when we're doing a full review of the length um, and time that they were closed. And so if we step back and look at what's needed, it's very simple. We need location, we need payroll, and we need a partnership with the client and company to start that um, those uh, conversations with them. And to me, it's kind of a no-brainer that it is easy to take advantage of this type of opportunity because, like you mentioned, we saw clients that had hundreds of thousands of dollars in benefit. I mean, honestly, we also have clients that have millions of dollars in benefit. So truly, the potential is out there for anybody or any employer that just kind of wants to look at it. So if a client wants to look at the program, program, Maureen, what type of information do they have to have ready? I know we've talked a little bit about location, a little bit about payroll, a little bit about timeline. Is that really all they need? 
That's really it, Jason. Um, it's that simple. And what we can even start off with, we don't even need payroll. If we can start off with the location, narrow it down to the designated areas that qualify for that specific company, then we can work directly with the company to figure out the payroll um, that would be included in that credit calculation. Honestly, that is awesome and phenomenal. So we don't even really need the entire payroll set. We can narrow it down to just specific areas and locations that we may need payroll for. So trying to make it quick and easy for the employer as we possibly can to pull back this type of benefit. So if one of our employer clients is interested, reach out to your account manager for additional information. If you currently don't do business with us, we'd like to chat with you about how easy it would be to get these tax credits. While you're at Equifax.com wise, click the Contact Us button to start unlocking these tax credits that you could be eligible for. Well, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Scott and Maureen for joining as co-hosts of the Workforce Wise podcast. We hope you all enjoyed today's discussion, and we hope you're walking away with some best practices that you can adopt at your organization. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard today, be sure to subscribe to the Workforce Wise podcast. And don't forget to download your free tools at equifax.com wise. While you're there, check out our other episodes and sign up for our live tech demo to see our solutions in action. And to keep our lawyers happy, you should know the information provided on the Workforce Wise podcast is intended as general guidance and not intended to convey specific tax or legal advice. For tax or legal information pertaining to your company and its specific facts and needs, please consult your own tax advisor or legal counsel. The views expressed are those of the discussion leaders and do not necessarily reflect official positions of Equifax. Investor analysts should direct inquiries using the Contact Us box on the Investor Relations section at Equifax.com.